Hey everybody, welcome to the Born Free Millennial Podcast. I'm your host, Mac. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is episode 11, Know Your Enemy. And I'm pretty fired up about this one. Uh, <laughs> I think as you could tell probably from my podcast so far, I have not had a great friendship with Born, a great relationship. It's actually been quite a, I would say, uh, combative relationship over the years and it's actually getting more combative I think the more I'm realizing how much I've lost in my life because of uh, this addiction that started really early on for me and uh, yeah the relationship as I view it right now is a contentious relationship it's a battle every day and uh, I know who my enemy is and I wanted to explain that a little bit to you so if you're new to the podcast basically I started this podcast and I started writing uh, about my experiences with porn, uh, sharing those with the audience, with you, uh, to help you in your life. I went through a divorce back in March and I would say uh, this this porn problem that I've developed over my life, you know, since I was even before a teenager, uh, that, that came into my relationship, that came into my marriage. It was a five-year marriage and it ended and uh, this is not shifting responsibility, but what I'm trying to say is these roots that developed early on in my life, uh, I didn't quite understand that uh, it really was an enemy creeping in to me and rooting inside of me. And uh, really these, these thorns and uh, these poisonous bulbs really started to appear uh, as I was in my marriage already. And the, the, the effects of, of, this, of this poisonous plant that rooted itself inside of me were very harmful. Uh, the side effects for me or what were implanted in me were, were poor habits. Habits like lying, gaslighting, making things up, pointing, misdirecting I would say, pointing, pointing the partner in the wrong direction, pointing myself in the wrong direction at times. Uh, also guilt, shame, regret, missed time with loved ones, missed experiences, tainted experiences, uh, moments that could have been joyous but were overshadowed by the lie, by the deceit, by the act itself. So, you know, th this is something that really implanted itself in me deep, deep, deep early when I was growing up and I wanted to focus this podcast on discussing the relationship, <clears throat> the awareness one might must have uh, that I must have on a daily basis of what is my relationship actually with porn? Is this a friend? Is this an enemy? Is this uh, an entity that's looking out for my best interests or is this an entity that feeds that feeds off of my pain, that feeds off my suffering, that feeds off me inflicting pain upon others. And that's really how I wanted to frame the episode again today, Know Your Enemy, is, is by framing this experience, this relationship that we have with porn that we've developed at some point. You're listening to this podcast clearly because 
you've experienced uh, maybe some things that I've just explained, uh, these habits, these actions that we take, where it almost seems like it's unconscious, you know, that we, we hide, uh, that we lie, that we misdirect, almost unconscious, deep-rooted within us, like a second nature, and it develops early on. And, uh, you know, if, if those are things that you, that you have experienced or that you feel right now, uh, this podcast is for you. This episode is for you. Because, again, I want to focus today on, on talking about myself and uh, a little bit about my story to help frame uh, your relationship with porn through my experience. So, uh, knowing your enemy. The way, the way that I frame this is, um, I think there's a few things that stick out uh, to me about porn and, and my relationship with it. And why it, it's not a, a friendly relationship. Why I, I don't view porn as my friend. I view it as my enemy. Uh, I think, first of all, I mean, it started early on for me. Uh, like I stated before in the, at the beginning, I think my experience started with porn, you know, even before I was a teenager. And uh, what really angers me is that this, this habit, this... Uh, this uh, magnet that I was so attracted to, I didn't quite know what uh, damage it could cause for me in that current in that current age, as well as later on in my life. I thought that you know it was just something that everyone did. That was a boy, uh, you know, naked women, provocative images, things like that. You can definitely tell within your body that. <clears throat> Your body, you know, enjoys it. Your body craves for more. So when you're a kid and you don't really understand uh, how it can affect your brain, how it can affect your your view of, of women, how it can affect uh, certain actions that you take, maybe look further down the line with a partner where you're caught in the act and you lie about it and you you hide it and you misdirect. You don't think about that stuff when you're a kid. All you're seeing is these images that are, are very addicting, and you just want more and more and more. Uh, the way I think about it is it's like a drug dealer ensnaring some young kid that doesn't even, you know, doesn't even have any, any uh, place in this situation. Uh, as some child that's innocent, that's not fully develop their brain, a drug can still be very appealing because of the way that it makes our bodies feel and the way that it can make our mind feel. It draws us in. And really, the, the thing that we want, that we crave when we're young, is that drug, that feeling, that feeling, without the knowledge of how it can affect our brains, how it can affect our relationships, how can it affect our view on the world? So I think the first framing of porn <clears throat> as your enemy is think about porn as that drug dealer. That drug dealer that always has that hit whenever you want it, whenever you desire it, whenever you crave it. That porn dealer that is preying on you, that feeds off of you. And it's going to tell you anything that you want to hear so that you purchase from them. 
So I want you to think about that. So that's number one, why porn's your enemy. It preys on you when you're young. How sick is that? How is that something that's good for you? When you're that age and you're seeing those images, it really does upset me. Like, it pisses me off that, you know, and I, I'm, I think everyone bears responsibility. Parents, I, I think at a certain age, we do as well with porn. But when you think about an industry, an industry that definitely feeds off of young minds and their addiction to their phones, that should piss you off. And that should tell you something about this industry, about making money, making profit, sucking our soul through our eyes and the phone, and, and showing us things that are just so demeaning, that are defiling, it sickens me. So when you're thinking about porn and, and, your, and your problem dealing with it, you don't have to feel sorry for yourself. It's okay to be a fighter and to be pissed, okay? So number one, porn preys on you when you're young. I think number two, porn rides in the darkness. So number one again is porn preys on you when you're young and others. Number two, porn thrives in the darkness. Now, I mean, there's many, uh, I would say, story, tales, analogies, whatever you might say about the light and the dark. Light typically is symbolizing good. Dark typically is symbolizing evil. Think about the last time that you looked at porn. Were you in the dark or were you in the light? Were you isolated or were you with people around you that love you? Were you surrounded? Does, was the door locked or was the door open? Was the history deleted or was the history not deleted? Were the shades down in your room or were they up? Was the light on or off? Porn thrives in the darkness. We're not excited and proud to share our relationship with porn because it's an enemy. Because we know deep down inside it doesn't benefit us. It tears us apart, and it tears others apart that we love. So number two, porn thrives in the darkness, and that should tell you a lot. It tells us a lot about our habits when we're using it. I know, and I've shared before, it was almost two months now. I've been almost two months sober from porn since my last relapse. But when I was in the heat of that, I mean, I was in the dark. I was locking doors. I was paranoid. I didn't really want to be around people. I wanted to isolate. I couldn't wait till the next time I could disappear and go to my room or go to my, my camper that I have here that I work remotely out of my camper. Go to my camper and uh, turn off all the lights. You know, dogs can't come in the room. It just, when you look back at it, it's just like, wow. Um, I don't know if you follow Lord of, the, Lord of the Rings. I'm a big Lord of the Rings nerd, but I, I kind of feel like when we watch porn, 
and we are sucked in. It's kind of like Return of the Golem, um, Smeagol, uh, for all you nerds out there. But Golem is this character that was uh, drawn so much to the Ring of Power and had it for such a long time that it corrupted him. It basically turned him from a hobbit into this skeletal creature with big eyes and fangs. Uh, almost like 1% hobbit, 1% human, and more or less a creature that was birthed and, and that lived and thrived off of isolation and off of addiction. Uh, Golem's basically that junkie um, that would be buying drugs from the drug dealer Sauron who created the ring. So think about that one. Uh, Golem lives in the darkness. His eyes, so a hobbit basically is like a smaller human, uh, kind of, and they have hairy feet. Uh, but Golem used to be a hobbit, and then he found the ring of power that corrupted him, turned him invisible when he put it on, eventually went to the caves, went to the darkness, because he used this ring of power for, for deceitful things. And eventually he was ostracized from society and hid in the, uh, in the Misty Mountains. Uh, yeah, again, nerdum here, being weaving its way into this podcast. But this golem, his eyes were kind of just picture my eyes right now. Um, if you're on video, if you can't, just picture a normal person's eyes. Golems ended up being like the size of if you cupped your hand around your eye. That's how big his eyes were in the book and in the movies, because he was just so used to the dark and being isolated. And uh, why I just share that is, uh, I feel like. When porn thrives in the darkness and I'm in its throw and I'm addicted, I've got the ring of power on and I'm full in porn mode, I turn into golem. I'm like this skulking creature that goes to the darkness. That's no way to live. That's the way to live if you're if you're living off the drug itself but not real life. So number two is porn thrives in the darkness. Okay? So think about your enemy. Number one. Porn preys on you when you're young. Number two, porn lives and thrives in the darkness. I'd say the last one, number three for me for porn, is um, porn gets its power from our pain. Okay? Porn gets its power from our pain. Now, what do I mean by that? So, I learned um, in one of the podcasts I've listened to for a while, it's Porn Free Radio. Matt Dobshu's great podcast. He always talks, and I think it's a really good way to put it and frame it, but you know, porn is like the solution, right? Like porn is there to solve our problems. And, and what are our problems? It's, it's, it's typically like our pain. Our pain is the problem. And porn's the solution for it. If to use the ring of, of power analogy again, Sean created this ring, right? And this ring was cut from his hand and his, his, his power based, he kind of turned into a spirit again. And um, his power, though, is still in the ring. And if he can get the ring back to himself, then he can kind of get his bodily form back and rule over the world, all that good stuff. But um, when the ring's gone and these people find it, they're so drawn to its power, like almost like they are the ones that can harness the ring's power, harness the ring's energy. They can be the Lord of the Ring. Well, as Gandalf the Wizard states in The Fellowship of the Ring, there can only be one Lord of the Ring, and he does not, he does not share power. I love that quote. Um, porn and, and Sauron with this ring, they feed off the pain of you. It's not its not like the ring of power is made out of love. It was made out of Sauron's malice 
was this famous hate for the living world and how he wanted to conquer it and, and be its master. I think that's how porn feeds off of us. It, just think about the porn industry. What do they want? They want your time. They want your attention. The more views, the more money, right? The more all of that. It's, it's uh, terrible. It's terrible. That's how our world runs with everything, right? With, with social media, everything. It's, it's getting your attention and keeping your attention for as long as possible. And, um, you know, with, with Sauron's ring, eventually, if you wear it long enough, you become a wraith. Um, you, you, you're not human anymore, and you bend to Sauron's will. All your attention is focused upon him. Not the real world, not real things, not love, not things in life that are meant to be enjoyed, that are meant to be cherished, right? Relationships, you know, people, yourself, your hobbies, your passions, those all eventually fade away as you form into a wraith yourself. And I could feel myself at times throughout my life, um, throughout my past marriage where I was becoming a wraith. I was really losing track of really what is good in this world and, and what is to be cherished and and how to live with integrity and how to be honest, how to be a man. I was losing that. I was losing myself in this addiction, in this problem. I was drawn to the power to solve my sorrows, to solve traumas of the past, to solve these feelings of deep sadness. But, you know, what I did back then is I put the ring of power on. And what did that do? The ring of power makes you invisible to the real world. And, and, and you basically go into the wraith world. <laughs> I love it. It's almost like Tolkien when he wrote Lord of the Rings where it had porn in his mind. Uh, not in a bad way, but not that way, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and uh, I, I think porn, it just feeds off of your pain, your guilt, your shame. It feeds off of you keeping alive. And I know I'm, I'm hitting on a nerve here because that's how I felt. I felt like I was hiding things. And the more that I did it, the more I wanted to hide. And the more, you know, the more I hid. It's just like, why not just keep hiding things? Why not keep lying about it? It'll just, you know, I don't, I don't want to deal with that conversation. I don't want to deal with the pain that it caused my partner, the pain that it's causing me. You know, where I'm losing my confidence, I'm losing my energy, I'm losing my focus, I'm losing my passions, I'm losing myself, I'm losing my humanity <laughs> with this stupid, stupid thing. It has no place in our lives. It's defiling the most sacred thing that God put on this earth on how two human beings can love each other and show that love physically. You know, like the most searched for porn searches typically have to do with a mom and a son or a stepmom and a son, uh, a brother and a sister, stepbrother, stepsister. You know how messed up that is? You know how messed up these, uh, what we like to call like kinks now, how messed up some of this is and most of it is to just ingest in our minds like junk food and except you know this junk food it's like almost like we're eating like chips but the chips have basically all the carcinogens in them as a cigarette would that's the way I think about it and the more that we watch these images these videos the, the, and the more that we need 
to satiate this this feeling this hunger within us it only just pushes us down deeper into things that are even more um, i'd say uh, taboo things that really desecrate things that we hold sacred i used to remember when i was really like a teenager and i just had no control over it i almost had feelings like i wanted to defile um like sacred places or defile I had places that were that I loved. Um, it was like this guilty kind of feeling, or this this rush that you'd get to say, "Oh, like what if you know, I watched porn here, or what if I did it here?" And I think back on that, it makes me so sad because those are like actions and those are attributes that, I mean, I would if I had a kid, and hopefully I do someday. I'm not teaching that kid how to be a liar how to defile things um on the contrary i'm teaching my child hopefully in the future someday that they're to live with integrity they're to treat people with respect they're to love and cherish what god's put on this earth and when i see porn and what it does it just feeds off of that it feeds off of your shame for watching something you shouldn't have it just plays on that that um that decadent feeling that is the opposite of love it's lust it plays on our lust and it's addicting it's our lust our gluttony you know name whatever the deadly sins i'm christian so you know i'm not uh it's not like i'm condemning anybody here uh with my view with my with my religious views but i'm just saying that these things that are not good for us they're, they're not good for us. And there's a lot of things in society. It's not just porn. But I think porn plays on lust, which is very powerful. And it plays on, it plays against the completely opposite. It's the enemy of, it's the antithesis of, I think, one of the most beautiful things that has been placed on this earth for us, whoever our creator is, for us to um, to truly love somebody through sex, uh, and show that appreciation for them, show them that love and that connection physically. And and for porn to feed its views off of defiling that, to me, that really tells me that porn is the enemy. That porn is the enemy. And I was going to say, like, search isn't self that are taboo, but also when you actually, like, kind of look at the viewpoint and uh, the actions that are taken in porn typically... It involves choking. It involves gagging. It typically involves women with like that are crying with their tears coming down, like when they're choking on the guy. Uh, I don't know newsflash, but that's pretty messed up. Uh, that to me sounds like rape. And uh, when we see that on film, especially as a young child, that is traumatic. That in its own nature is trauma, and and that is a rape upon our minds. Um, and it opens a door. It really does. And it opens a door for addiction. It opens a door as well for the destruction of relationships. And I'm a statistic in that divorce conversation. I'm a true believer that porn is really at the heart of a lot of that. And people do need to take responsibility, but at the same time, I think we'd also have a responsibility ourselves to battle against porn and treat porn as the enemy. So uh, those are the three topics I want to discuss, or three attributes I want to discuss today about porn being the enemy, and hopefully that's helpful for you. So number one, again, por porn preys on you when you're young. 
number two, porn thrives in the darkness. And number three, porn feeds off of your pain. So I really want you to think this week about that. And if there's other ways that you find that porn's your enemy, frame that, write it down. This is your battle cry. This is you telling porn, you have no place here. You have no place with me. You have no place with my partner. You have no place with my children. You have no place with my community. You have no place in this world. Get out. Get out. Because you're my enemy. And if you stay, you're going <laughs> to... You're going to get a little bit of this. And to the camera, I'm shaking my fist. I'm ready. Let's go. I'm ready to duke it out because I think this is a battle worth fighting for. Uh, and you know it listening to this message if you're still listening. This is a powerful entity. And we all must stand firm and support each other. We all must battle against porn and treat porn as our enemy. So, with that being said, really appreciate you listening today uh, we have some interviews coming up so I'm really excited to announce that I have some interviews coming up that I think you'll find um, really uh, powerful and useful these are from people that I know personally in my life and really it's just to open the door to share more experiences share more stories um, share more tips on you know how we can beat porn in this battle how you can live a porn free life uh, you can walk the road of recovery with me. So we have some exciting podcasts coming up with interviews. If you like uh, getting uh, emails, well, no one really does. I think it's a horrible way to market it. But uh, I do have a Substack that I write on. And you can actually subscribe through Substack with your email. And you'll get those articles right away when I release them. Uh, so I was doing two a week. I was doing Wednesday Wisdoms on Wednesdays and then porn-free tip for the weekend on Fridays. Now, starting this week, I've added into the mix Momentum Mondays. And really what the Momentum Mondays focused on is really quick, like one-minute read, focused really quick on, hey, here's something to pump you up. Here's something to build momentum for your week. Uh, I'll just explain Wednesday wisdoms, typically some wisdom that I've learned along the way. I normally get it from like quotes I've read in books or that I've heard, you know, speeches. It's something that really strikes me as wisdom, and I, I try to branch upon that and do my own spin on it. And porn-free tip for the weekend, those are typically as uh, kind of like on Mondays a quicker read, and that's just a quick tip, something to focus on this weekend uh, so that you have a porn-free weekend. So I think together with the podcast, with the writings, um, you know, really what I'm trying to do, again, is spread my message. Spread it. So if you like this podcast, please share it with a friend, a family member. Uh, and I would really challenge you this week, view porn as your enemy, talk to others about it, because to win this battle, we have to have an army. We have to have an army of people that are saying, you know what, I'm done with it. I'm sick of it. And I'm gaining back territory. I'm gaining back what is mine from you. Okay? So I really want you to focus on that this week. And again, share the podcast, uh, you know. I would love to see a review. Any kind of feedback is definitely, <laughs> I would love to get feedback as we go. Uh, if anyone has any good recommendations with cameras, lighting, mic, I'm still working on all that stuff. But uh, I hope you all have a fantastic week and keep fighting the good fight. Bye, everybody.